take your Bible together with me to our first scripture reading from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 7. The book of Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10 to 14. This is a prophecy about the Messiah to come, the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that Isaiah prophesied many, many years before the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 7, starting from verse 10. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to rest, to test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now turn to the New Testament, Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to read beginning from verse 8 to 21. As we remember the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning together as God's people, I thought it would be good for us to come back to the, uh, the story of the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ and consider what we learn about his birth from God's word. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in a swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened with the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. 
And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherd told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of the eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as Mary treasured all things that she heard in her heart and pondered over them, we now ask you to help us by your Holy Spirit to treasure every, everything that we are going to hear from your word into our hearts. Ponder over them and apply them in the Christian life. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. You may be seated. My grandmother was a great storyteller. Myself and my siblings used to love and enjoy all the stories that she told us. But there was one problem. My grandmother sometimes forgets the story or the stories that she already has told us. We loved all her stories, but when she repeats the same stories over and over again to us, I remember myself and my siblings whispering to one another, saying, I'm tired of this story. I'm sure some of you had that experience with family members telling stories to you over and over and over again. And you become tired of that story. But the story before us this morning, the story of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ in Bethlehem, that great story that ever told in history should never make us tired. The challenge always is for preachers like me when we preach Christmas story, what good thing would tell the people who knows the story very well? And my hope this morning as a preacher is the Word of God is new every day. And I rely on the Holy Spirit to uh, make this story that you already know, the story that you are familiar with, insightful and challenging in your own heart. In our text this morning, Luke continues to describe the, the ev events surrounding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 7, he already uh, tells the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. In verse 7, uh, this is what we uh, read 
Um, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So, by now, Jesus was already born. He was in Bethlehem in a manger. And now, from 8 to 21, Luke tells us what happened after that, what followed after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And what we have before us this morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, is the movement of heaven toward the earth. What we have before us this morning is heaven moving down to the earth, being escorted by the glory of God, the manifestation of God's glory, the Shekinah Shekinah of God, the divine presence of God's glory, accompanied by hosts of angels, Are you picturing what's happening? The glory of God shining upon the shepherds in Judea. And then the angels coming down to uh, proclaim, to announce good news for all people. But keep this in your mind. The glory of God and the angels didn't come down to the earth to wage war with humanity, to destroy sinners on earth. This time, the glory of God, the manifestation of God's glory, and the angels came down to the earth to bring good news. To bring good news of great joy for all people, Jews and Gentiles. And I want us to consider this good news of great joy under three simple points from our text. First, the message, the announcement, 8 to 11, and then the sign in verse 12, and then the victor and what he's worthy of in verse 13 to 21. First, the message. Luke tells us this. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appears to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great joy, uh, fear. After the wonderful birth of Jesus Christ in a manger, The people whom God chose to be messengers of the great news of the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem were shepherds. Think about that. Not the religious elite in Israel, not the priests, not the scribes, not the elders in Israel, not those who consider themselves as devout, who were in the deserts of Judea praying and fasting. 
God didn't choose those people, but he chose shepherds, not the rich and the powerful in the land. But the greatest news that the world ever heard was given to a group of humble shepherds. Shepherds in Israel were considered the lowest of all people, the bottom of the ladder of the society. They were not even qualified to bear witness in the courts. They were viewed by people around them as untrustworthy. They didn't even have, to some extent, privileges to attend the temple for worship. Despised and rejected by the people in Israel. But they had a special place in the heart of God. They were the first to hear the greatest news ever from the angel. Isn't that the, the pattern that we see in the scripture? Whom God chooses, whom God uses for great things in redemptive history. Do you remember Moses when God decided to deliver his people from Egypt? Whom did God choose? Moses. Moses was a shepherd. When Israel became a nation and God was about to uh, anoint a king for Israel, whom did he choose? David. David was a shepherd. Not only that, the one who was born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ our Savior, holds a title of a shepherd. Good shepherd. The chief shepherd. You see, it was not for no reason that God chose these shepherds in Israel to carry, to, to bear this good news of great joy for all people. It was to these kinds of shepherds that the message of Christ's birth came first. Notice verse 8. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The first thing I want us to consider this morning is the glory that was appeared over the shepherds. I already told you, this was the divine presence of God's glory. The Shekinah of God. And they were afraid. They were terrified, of course. This is the presence of God's glory. It was not the first time that people saw this glory and they were, terri and they were terrified. Moses at the burning bush, saw this glory. The, the divine presence of God's glory. And, and you remember what God told him 
at the burning bush. Do not come near. Take your sandals of your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy. Isaiah, in chapter 6, he saw the same glory. And he was terrified. And Isaiah said, I am, uh, for uh, I, woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You see, beloved, the shepherds became afraid. They were terrified. They should be terrified. This is God's glory. But the angels say to them, fear not. He said to them, fear not. The one word that we always want to hear, yes? These were the favorite words of our Lord Jesus Christ. But you also need to remember that our father Abraham needed these words. God had to say to Abraham, Abraham, fear not. God had to say to Isaac, Isaac, fear not. God had to say to the people of Israel at the Red Sea when they saw Pharaoh and his troops, troops approaching God had to say to his people, fear not, my people. Our Lord Jesus Christ told his disciples all the time when they were afraid, when they were troubled and dreaded, fear not. What does that show you? Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a manger to remove our fear. Let me ask you this morning, are you afraid of your sin? Jesus was born in Bethlehem to destroy the power of sin, save you from your sin. Are you afraid of this world around you, this wicked and twisted culture around you? Jesus came to overcome the world for you. Are you afraid of your own weaknesses? Jesus was born to make you strong. Paul said, it is when I am weak that I become strong in Jesus Christ. Beloved, are you afraid of death? Jesus was born to defeat the power of death for you. Fear not. I, I, I want to hear these words every day of my life. Even as a pastor, fear not. Because with it comes good news. With it comes great news. And what was that great news? The angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Isn't that amazing? The angel was saying to them, you see the glory of God? The glory of God that you see now came upon you for good. I see you, you are afraid, but you don't need to be afraid now. Within this glory is the love of God. Within this glory is the salvation of God. 
the forgiveness of God, the peace of God. It's not just the glory of God, but within this glory, you have this great news of the birth of a Savior. Heaven is now coming down to you for peace, for salvation, for mercy. No reason to be afraid. The angel was telling them, now heaven is coming down to you. So that prophecies in the Old Testament would be fulfilled. What prophecy? Genesis 3.15 would be fulfilled that this child, this baby who is born in Bethlehem would crush the head of the serpent. The glory of God has come down on the earth so that the Word would become flesh and dwell among us, Emmanuel, God with us. John 1.14 would be fulfilled. Because notice what the angel told the shepherds in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. First of all, notice unto you. It's very personal. Jesus was born for you. He was born for me. The angel was telling them, he is born for you. And who is this one who was born in Bethlehem? The first thing the angel revealed to them was, a Savior is born. He started with a Savior. Why? Because sinners are in need of a Savior. Because all people are sinners. And they need someone who would deliver them from their sin. Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Romans 5, 12. As sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. All are sinners. They need a Savior. The angel told Joseph and Mary... Uh, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. To save us from our sins. And then the angel told them, a Savior who is Christ, which means the Messiah. The angel was telling them, now all the prophets of the Old Testament prophesied will be fulfilled. This is the seed of the woman who will crush the head of the serpent. This is the seed of Abraham through whom all nations will be blessed. Genesis 12, 1 and 2 are fulfilled. The Christ, the Messiah. Beloved, do you know in the Old Testament, there was a prophet by the name uh, uh, Balaam. In Numbers 12, verse 17, Balaam prophesied this prophecy. 
I see him, but not now. Behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Judah, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. So the angel was telling them, this today is fulfilled in Bethlehem in a manger. And then the angel told them, the Lord is born. You see, a savior, the Christ, the Messiah, and then the Lord. There is born Lord, not just a baby from a virgin in a very low state, but Lord, ruler, a savior, the Christ, who will have dominion and power over all the world. This is the reason for the great joy. Great joy for all people, beloved. This should be a reason for you to rejoice today, tomorrow, and in the days ahead. The birth of Christ in Bethlehem in a manger should be a reason for you to be joyful, to rejoice. And we come to the sign in verse 12. What sign did the angel give them? For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in a swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. Now what is significant about this sign? Yes, his birth was miraculous. But now the angel is telling them, you will go to the place where he's born, and then we, you will find this young woman with a baby. A virgin with a baby. It's unusual for a young woman, a virgin, to hold a baby in a manger as a mother. That's unusual. And then he told them, in a manger, church fathers, most of them, they agree, it was a cave. In a cave, a Savior, the Christ, the Lord, is born. What a sign. You know, the only baby who was born in a manger was Jesus. That was the sign. That would be a sign for you. And then the swaddling clothes were not rich in quality, but clothes for poor babies. You see the, his, his humility, his humiliation? Isn't that what Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 8, 9? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, though he was the King, the Lord, the second person of Trinity, God himself, though he was rich, glorious, yet for your sake he became poor. Was born in a manger, not in a palace. In a manger. Even the wise men were confused. They came to the palace. We'll, we'll hear about that in the evening. But he was born in a manger. 
very poor status. But that leads to now the victor and what he's worthy of. Listen to what Luke tells us. And suddenly, after the angel gave them the sign, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Do you see, beloved, what's happening now? The angel is saying, enough of his emulation. Now he must be exalted and glorified. And the angel said in their song, Glory to God in the highest. See what the angel was telling the shepherds and all of us this morning? Listen, this is the manifestation of God's glory in the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ. That is worthy of your highest honor and respect and worship. When you think about this child being born in Bethlehem, you put aside everything else and you worship him. And when you worship him, you worship him to the highest. Nothing comes between. You put aside your sleep. You put aside everything else in this world. And you enter into worship and you worship him to the highest. That's what the angel is saying. Glory to God to the highest means. Look, the glory of God has been manifested to you in a baby, in a manger, God in the flesh. What are you waiting for? Worship. Put aside everything. The business of life, your sleep. Put it aside. Come to his presence, enter into worship, and worship him to the highest. If there is anyone who is worthy of your worship, as you experience his glory, it's him. Not your money, not your flesh, not other things, but him. Him only. Glory to God in the highest. And then he said, and peace on earth. What does it mean? And peace on earth. See, the angel was telling them, now, until this point, there has been war between heaven and earth. Between God and sinners. But now, because this child is born, peace has come. He has made peace between his father and you, his people. Isn't that what the scripture tells us? In Romans 5, 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have now have what? Peace with God through his son Jesus Christ. 
That's why they are singing and peace on earth. No more enmity between God and sinners. Jesus is born to reconcile his father and sinners. Emmanuel, God with us. Paul, in 2 Corinthians 5, 19, tells us when Jesus died on the cross, God the Father was reconciling the world with himself. He was reconciling the world with himself. He was making peace with himself. We didn't, we didn't make peace with God by our own initiative. We were dead in our sins and transgressions. Do you know that? But God made peace between us and him by his own initiative. By sending his own begotten son, Jesus Christ, to the world to be born in a manger. So, glory to God to the, to the highest and peace on earth. Among those, the angel said, with whom the Lord is well pleased. Do you see what the angel was telling the shepherds? For my father, for God to be pleased with you, someone should come. Someone with whom God is well pleased to reconcile you with God. When John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus, God the Father from heaven said, This is my son with whom I am well pleased. So, God is well pleased with those who are in Christ with whom the Father is well pleased. Do you see that? If you are outside of Christ, there is no peace between you and God. But when you are in Christ, and God see you in Christ, his son, there is peace between you and him because of the one who is in the middle. The only mediator between God and man. Let me ask you this, beloved. What does this victor? You see, the reason why they were singing glory to God in the highest, because the angels themselves saw God becoming man, and they were amazed. And they, the response was glory to God in the highest. We know this person. We know this son in heaven. Before he became human. Now we see him becoming man. God becoming man. Glory to God into the highest. But what does this victor, the one who was born to die? Now maybe some of you are saying, weren't, weren't you were born to die? What is special about that? We were born to die. Well, we were born to die because of our sin. He was born to die for our sin. He was sinless, but he was born to die for our sin. What is, what is he worthy of? Well, Luke tells us this, when the angels were, uh, went away from them into heaven, the shepherds say to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened with the Lord has 
made known to us by his word through the angels. So they went to Bethlehem. They saw the baby. They saw Mary, his mother, in a manger. So the first thing they did was they believed it. What is the victor worthy of? Faith. For us to believe in him as a savior, as Lord. He's worthy of our faith. But he's also worthy of our worship. Because Luke also tells us, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. You know, in some places today, it could be in America or somewhere else, I'm sure, and you don't doubt that, people are celebrating Christmas, yes? But you know, most people who are celebrating Christmas today, they're not in church worshiping Christ. They're eating, drinking, and marrying with the things of this world. Do you know that? The shepherds believe it and worship it. Faith should bring us to worship and, and rejoicing. And, and the shepherds returned glorifying God. That was their worship. Praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I praise God for all of us this morning who are here to worship this child. In the language of the scripture, and we'll hear more about it tonight, in the language of the scripture, we are, we are wise men and women. Wise people, they worship their Savior. But this wisdom didn't come to us from us came to us by the Holy Spirit. And through the word, the angel said, let us go to Bethlehem to see that what we heard is true. And they saw it and they believed it and their, their response was giving glory to God, praising God, worshiping God. Is that your, your response this morning? To glorify Jesus Christ to the highest and telling others about him. That's what the shepherds did. They were the first ones to receive the news. They believed in it. They worshiped God. And then they told others. Let's pray. A gracious and heavenly Father, thank you for the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ. We rejoice in his birth. We, reje we rejoice in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, for us, your people. Great joy for all people, Jews and Gentiles, all of us who are in Christ Jesus. After hearing a word, 
Help us now to give glory to you to the highest. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.